Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey folks, we are back, the Doggy Pod, and we are ready to tell you tales about your dog. You say that every week, Rob. Hey folks, we're back. It's the Doggy Pod. Oh, I suppose it is the Doggy Pod, but yeah. I think you need a new intro. Oh, really? Need, yeah, like... Um, hey, 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 hey. No, that's, uh, that's no, been done, hasn't it? No, yeah, that's yeah. right. We're going to have to think of a new intro. Yeah. Anyway, we're back here, folks, to talk to you about your dog. <laughs> well, and yeah, stuff about your dog. Uh, I'm Stephen Peters, Dr. Rob's producer, to try and keep him in line and focused, which is often a very, very difficult task. He sometimes has the, for somebody who's one of Australia's most uh, recognised and uh, well-respected vets, he does have the attention span of a small puppy. <laughs> I'm I, sure I've got ADD, I really do. <laughs> I, I have noticed that. But anyway, um, yes, in this series, uh, we're calling Vet Tales. Uh, we're, we're really delving into various subjects to do with the life of a vet and, and how we as dog owners interact with vets. And one thing one, Rob wanted to talk about, because I think it happens a lot, mm. is, is how your state of mind when you take your dog to the vet, how that impacts on the dog that you're taking there. So the dog knows that you're worried, the dog knows that you're freaking out, the dog knows that you're... You know that he's gone to the vet and mum or dad are there frantic. How how much of that reflects what the dog does there? Yeah, look at yesterday. Actually, just yesterday, I had this um, golden retriever that came in, and the owner was sitting there, and, and I could see there was a worried look on this owner's face. It didn't worry me. I was laid back and you know, spoke <laughs> to the dog, and the dog came up to me and he's wagging his tail while I pat him, and she said he doesn't do that with males. And I said, what do you mean? Well, he doesn't like males. He doesn't, you know, it was the first time she'd been to my place. She'd travelled now to get here with a bit of a problem that she'd had ongoing with this golden retriever. But apparently she said he doesn't like males. And the reason being, I think, um, something must have happened to him early in life. Mm. He established the fact that he didn't like strange males, like his family was fine. That put the lady, the owner, into a bit of a... 
tight situation in herself. Yeah, she would almost sweat, I think, when a male approached that the dog didn't know, worried that the dog would bite or something. What sort of dog was it? Golden Retriever, who, yeah, very mm. beautiful dogs, beautiful dogs. And, and this particular dog was just a, just a lovely, lovely nature dog. Um, Floyd, his name was, and <laughs> said um, he wasn't pink. Um, I just all the <laughs> that's, old, a, that's a joke for anybody old, older old, members. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. right. Okay. So he um, he you know, came up to me, and I, I just very often when the dog is really apprehensive and you know is barking and carrying on, um, I'll say, "Vienna, pass me the lead." And they go, "What? Pass me the lead? If he bites me, it's my responsibility. Pass me his lead." And they you know put out their hands, just about shaking. I take the lead from them, sit down. And they stand there, say, sit down, I'm talking to you, not the dog now. <laughs> and sit, and tell them to sit, and they do. And then I bring the dog over to my chair, because we have you know, separate chairs uh-huh. in the clinic. Where I don't just stand there. I like to sit down with the people to get the history. And I bring the dog over to my chair, and I'm like, what the hell, the dog's going to bite. But he, because he's being brought over, he almost wants to go back to the owner, or he does want to go back to the owner. Goes, no, come, sit, and he does. And I'll often talk to dogs that way before I get into any history or why you're here or, you know, why did you bring your owner along? I, you know, I talk, just just get a bit of a, a repertoire with the dog going. And in no time at all, the majority of the dogs will even sit calmly beside me and even give me a little lick on the hand if, if they want to or put their paw out to say, it's okay, I submit, I'm okay with this person. Oh. And it's very, very important to do that when you go to the vet with your dog for you to be calm. I can't tell you the number of <laughs> panic situations I've had over the years. The first one, Stephen, I even remember the year because the first year of practice. Oh, Nin- my God, this is going to be <clears throat> pre-World War Two, probably? Pretty much, yeah, 1978. Um, <laughs> but this woman, it was an and it was late at night. I don't know, I think it was midnight or later. Uh, the after-hours phone rang, I pick it up, and I hear this woman screaming on the phone, no sack, the puppy's been born with no sack. And I said, whoa, 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 what's wrong? She said, my, my female, I've been watching her for hours. She's been in labour for a long time. I thought, well, why didn't you ring before? I thought to myself, never mind. <laughs> I said, right, but the puppy's now born? She said, yes, but it has no sack. And I said, so the puppy's dead? No, the puppy's walking around. It's, in fact, it's having a drink off her right now. So the puppy's fine, <laughs> yes, and the, the mother's fine, yes, and you'll ring me because no sack, no sack. Like, you know, puppies are born in an individual sack. This one, obviously, the sack had torn through as it got flown out the backside of the, mm. the female through the vagina, and it, it was fine, it was fine. I said, look, if, if all's well, just leave it be. I like them to have a puppy every hour. If in more than an hour she doesn't have a puppy, let me know and we'll see what we can do. I went back to sleep. About half an hour later, the phone rang again and it was a woman. And, and I could, you know, I heard in the voice, she said, there's no pup. And I said, what, the pup's gone? She said, no, but she hasn't had a pup. And I said, I did say one hour. Well, she has nothing. She's, every time she goes to move, she stops. I could see I was going to get no sleep that night. So I said, uh, look, bring, better bring her in. Actually, I can't. My husband's on night duty. He won't be home for another couple of hours. And I've got no car. <laughs> What's the address? So I went out there because I, I knew these people. So I went out there. And, you know, when I went into the room where the, the female dog was 
whelping, giving birth, mm. um, I could see that the dog was sort of like a little bit panicked in the eyes. Whether, was it me? And every time the dog would move, the woman would go, oh, my gosh, I might, yeah, there'd be some panicky movement from the owner. Which is freaking the dog out, of course. Absolutely. And they can stop. They can hold their contractions. They can, you know, when, when they're freaked out. Imagine in the wild, if something freaked them out while they're trying to have babies, they're going to move before they have the babies. Oh. They'll find another den as quickly as possible. So they can actually, you can actually force them almost into an inertia. Uh, and I felt it was not me. I felt it was the owner. So I said to her, look, have you got a really big pot? And she said, what? I said, big pot. We need boiling water. Have you got a big pot? She said, yes. <laughs> Fill it up with cold water, as cold as you can. Put some ice cubes in if you could. I wanted to say, well, <laughs> put it on the pot and get it boiling. And, uh, the bitch was laying there quietly. And I sat very quietly in a chair and just watched. And, and you could see her. She was calming down and ready to get on with it. About, I don't know, some 10 minutes later, she came in. She said, it's on the stove. It's on the stove. Said, no, no, go out there and watch it. I want to know when it's really boiling. Don't come back until it's really boiling. And uh, it was a really big pot, by the way, so it was <laughs> good. So down she went. She came back some time later, and she said, it's boiling. I said, good. Um, your your girl has had three puppies now. She said, what? You haven't called me? No, just go back to that hot boiling water and make me a white coffee and stay there. I'll come there and have it. She was up. She, her panic was so much... Now, it was their first litter, I understand, but mm. and it was the, the dog's first litter, but the dog was fine. She was getting on with it. It was a, a uh, German Shepherd, in fact, and I could tell this dog was just needed some time out. And by doing that, she'd had three pups. And I left her out there. Her husband had come home. I told him to just both of them wait out there. When she'd had the seventh pup, and about an hour later, I thought, no, I think that's it. I asked him to come in. And to gently just get her out of the box so I could have a feel of her. Because I didn't want to do this. You know, she didn't really know me that well. Mm, she's mm. going to protect the pups. Naturally, she's going to bite me. It's fair enough. So I got them to get the bitch out. I had a feel of her. No more pups in there. Job done. Back in there. Clean, clean the box out. Put her in with, with puppies into a clean box. And they said, well, what do we do now? I said, well, right now, being a German Shepherd, she'll take care of business. It's warm in there. You've done the right thing by... A, a warming lamp, everything's fine. Go to bed <laughs> and just. Watch. Oh, really? So there's nothing you don't need to monitor them or anything. Look, look some people do. Some people, and some breeds need more monitoring than others. Hmm. Yeah, uh, honestly, my wife, when, when we have old English sheepdog with us, she stays in the room with them day and night for three weeks. Wow! And she sleeps very little. She cat cat catnaps throughout the day and night. Um, but she stays awake. Um, doing, doing what? Just making sure everything's oh, fine. She, if, if it's a big litter, like if you've got a litter of, say, 10, 12 pups, um, there'll be two boxes with six pups in each box, mm -hmm. and they get rotated on every couple of hours to feed. And otherwise... But, but wouldn't they naturally do that with the mum? For some reason, older than sheepdogs, when they, you know, if it's a big litter, they, they may be apt to roll on the pups and kill them. You know, not not meaning no, to do so, no, just no. it just avoids that issue, I guess. Um, but, yeah, German Shepherds, I know, just leave them alone, they'll be fine. Observe, do nothing, and they should be fine. I find them a very natural dog that way.
but you must get lots of people that come into the surgery and and they are literally sitting out in the waiting room panicking because they you know and fair enough you don't know what's wrong with your dog and uh, and we all love our dogs and oh. um, but yeah the, that your dog can sense that right oh yeah look we we do see that all the time and you've got to know when to be calm and when to be quick but never panic you know when to be uh, you know you and i go scuba diving together we've been scuba diving what have i always told you do it slowly and do it calmly and if you Scoo- see a shark swim like crazy <laughs> no do it slowly and do it calmly right uh, and it's the same in with your dogs and just do it steadily and calmly now people uh, monty roberts with horses is a very known as the horse whisperer mm. he said once to me if you want to catch a horse the last thing you need to do is race out there fast and try and catch it hmm. yeah if you want to go out to dinner and your you, family's expecting you ready in 10 minutes and you race out there trying to get the horse no way if you go out there like you don't care whether you catch it or not and take your time you'll catch it especially mm, if you've got mm. plenty of time in your mind. and that's true it's all in and the you, attitude you've got to put yourself in that attitude with your dogs as well just calm calm energy is really really important and people forget they just they know that if um, you get bitten by a snake the worst thing you want to do is race off you know running to the to the car just calmness and yet um, you heard something like that uh, happen didn't absolutely. you absolutely yeah. they were in the bush with their dog and it wasn't a big dog. And they saw the dog get bitten by the snake. Mm. And so, quick, get to the vet. So they're running with the dog. Mm. Now, mm. they saw where the bite was. Um, and I, uh, you know, I think, from memory, it was sort of on, on an extremity. So the first thing you would want to do is stop and put a tourniquet on it. Mm. And the next thing is, it's not a big dog. I'm sorry, just carry it. Even if it takes a bit longer, carry it to the car rather than have the dog race to the car. Mm. Uh, Distributing the poison. Straight away. Straight Mm. away the poison's racing through that dog because it's running, it's pumping the blood through, which is pumping the poison through. Mm. And unfortunately that dog was DOA. Mm. Would we have saved it had they been a bit calmer? I don't know. But if it had any chance, it went out the window when they started running with the dog. So yeah, calm is so calm. important. Just think about the situation in front of you uh, before you move. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Before you move, staying calm is just essential. You know, people very often, you know, after hours, call us for all sorts of things that, well, when you think about it, if it was your child, you wouldn't even worry about it. I mean, yeah, I, you, you, you were telling me once that you, most calls you get after hours are for 
uh, kennel cough or people I, think their dogs oh, yeah. are choking? The, the different, yeah, with a choke and kennel cough, yeah. yeah. We get a lot of different calls for different th- things, but when it's a choke, it's nearly always kennel cough. Yeah, right. You know, when there's kennel cough going around, the, uh, around our area, and it does, it spreads from dog to dog, it's very infectious, then you uh, know that you're going to get a call after hours saying, my dog's choking on something, he's trying to bring something up, he's choking. And you tell people, no, it's kennel cough, it's a lot of it going around. But some people, no, no, he is choking. These people are panicked and they're not going to get any sleep and you're not going to get any sleep because they're going to keep ch- ring you up to say it's choking again. So <clears throat> you bring them in, you have a listen to the dog, you palpate the windpipe, you, you have a feel of the windpipe and the dog reacts to that because the windpipe's so inflamed mm. and it has a positive cough, which is telling us, yep, this is kennel cough. Now, kennel cough is... Not a dangerous disease. It is um, a disease that's caused by two bugs. One is uh, parainfluenza. The other bug, interesting, Stephen, is a bug called Bordetella bronchiceptor. Why that's interesting, whooping cough is Bordetella pertussis. The two are related and can cross-infect. From kids to dogs. Kids to dogs and dogs to kids. So just be aware if your dog's got kennel cough. But, yeah, we, we've had cases where, no, no, I'm, I, I still think it's choking on something. All right, well, we'll x-ray it for you. And you x-ray it and you show them the windpipe on the x-ray. You can see it if, mm. if you take the right factors. All the way down, nothing there. And we had one guy, I'm positive, I, I'm sure he's choked on something. I saw him swallow something. You saw him swallow something? Yes, I saw it happen and we knocked the dog out. This poor dog had to have an anaesthetic. I had the man in the room while we scoped the dog all the way down the the airways. You could see it on the camera, all clear. Inflamed, but clear. Mm. So, yeah, people do panic when they see a dog choking or um, something <laughs> stuck in its throat, but it's not actually choking. It's just uh, hey, just, uh, just out of interest, when a dog has kennel cough and you're saying that's sort of a little bit like flu type thing um are dogs feeling any other uh, symptoms as well like we would as humans you know not, not as much they, they don't have that mm, you know i don't want to eat type situation. yeah i just want to sleep all day my, my body hurts but, I mean, it's good to that. keep them with kennel cough very essential to keep them warm the time they, they cough the most is when it's cold early in the morning mm. um, or as the night's getting cold and they go outside to go to the toilet that's when they'll start coughing because the cold air comes down that airway and, and the airway's inflamed, cold air hurts down there and they cough like something's stuck there. Mm. Um, so anti-inflammatories, we do use aspirin or paracetamol to take away the inflammation and sometimes antibiotics for the secondary bacterial infection uh, of them and let them get over it that way. And warmth is king. Um, I have a case where a Greyhound trainer said it's just kennel cough, left them out in the cold, and it was just kennel cough, and all the dogs got over it, but all the dogs that had kennel cough that were left out in the cold never became very good runners because it oh. scars the lung. Leave them out there untreated. What do you mean scars? Well, Physically that, scars it. Yeah, all that inflammation. You know, it has to, the inflammation for the dogs are where it goes down quickly, no big deal, but when it's coughing, coughing for a long time, it does damage to the... Uh, lining of the airway mm. you know, it strips the lining of your airway there are tiny little hair-like project- projections little tiny hair-like project- projections which you see with an electron microscope called c- cilia and they pick up all sorts of you know dust particles and that in your airway it stops them going down to the to the lungs themselves when they get damaged um, they may grow back but uh, equally they may scar 
and you get all this scar tissue. It might be microscopic scarring, but mm. it's still scarring. And for a dog that needs lung, a long, big lung capacity to, to gallop a lot like a greyhound, eh, it's not going to be able to gallop quite as well. A gre- is greyhound racing still big? Oh, yeah. yeah it's actually, in, in this country, in Australia? Yeah, in Australia it's got bigger. Um, really? After a few scandals from a few years ago? Well, I think that's the thing that they've done, the greyhound industry, and give credit where credit's due people for all those people that oh, don't like greyhound racing. Mm. They've cleaned it up a lot. They have okay. cleaned it up uh, quite a lot. The, the, the greyhound authorities come down on people that uh, do anything wrong. They are always drug testing the dogs to make sure they're not being hit up with drugs. They're always checking to make sure dogs aren't having live kills. And if you get yes, caught having yes. a live kill, you'll do time. You will go to jail. Good. And, and yeah, yeah. No, there's no sport. Have you caught sport when, yeah. when <laughs> you put one animal onto another animal to kill it? That's mm. just not sport, is it? So, yeah. Anyway, it's, sorry, yes, well, it's a slightly sidetracked I'm the there. one with ADD. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, um, those sort of, of panic situations occur time and time again. But... There was a panic a little closer to home, wasn't there? <laughs> That's what I mean, brought this whole thing on. Yes, yes. I mean, you're... Yeah, I was outside. I was outside with Oggy, and I hear this screams coming from here. Absolutely. And it was my wife. And uh, she's saying, Robert, come here, Robert. Oh, gosh, what have I done now? Um, <laughs> so I race in the house and blood everywhere, people. There was, like, we have white tiles on, and, yeah, big white tiles on the floor. Not one was missed with some sort of wow. footprint or multiple footprints of blood everywhere. A lot of blood. Mm-hmm. And there was only one dog in there, actually, so it was Peyton. And Peyton is he's a beautiful nature dog, really beautiful soft, soft dog. A beautiful uh, old, old English, English yes, dog. Yeah. He's actually beautiful to look at. He, yeah, I think he's the only dog that I've ever heard of that won three best in shows in one day, Stephen. That's pretty good. But, mm. but forget his looks. He's just a lovely natured dog. And the Proud blood, father. Blood yeah. everywhere from this dog. It was just, I thought, oh, gosh. My first thoughts were, how am I going to clean this mess? But then I thought, I'd better have a look at the dog as well. And when I laid the dog, we took him over to the clinic. I laid him on the table, and he just lays there. And we have a look. There's a little bit of blood on one foot. And I have a look down there. And to the side of it on the table, it's probably about three, four centimetre cut. Not very big at all. Mm-hmm. But they've obviously gone through a little artery in the in that foot, a tiny little arteriole, and it was just pumping a little bit of blood here and there. But if you think about it, a little bit of, say, black paint in a bottle, and if you remember the old days, we're going to say black ink or blue ink. Mm. People wouldn't realise that we used to have ink bottles at school. <laughs> so let's forget that. But a little bit of black paint, and you just splash it around everywhere. You can make a big mess. Especially on white tiles. On white tiles, you can make a really So he wasn't mess. even in pain? No, no, it was just a... A small, he'd cut himself on a runner near a doorway, mm. uh, this tiny little cut, but it just kept on putting face painting all over the floor with, <laughs> with blood. So a little bit of local, couple of stitches, but the thing to do was not panic. Because if you panic and start running around with the dog, what's wrong, what's oh, wrong, yeah. and make the dog run around and get him excited, he'll pump more blood. Yeah, um, yeah. And, of course, blood. People get so worried about blood because of AIDS. That's when people really started worrying about blood-carrying diseases. Uh, dogs don't have AIDS. No. Uh, but I still have people worrying about... <gasps> Cats do, don't they? Cats, is there... A... Feline AIDS. Feline but AIDS, not, yeah. And not, not transmittable to, to humans. Humans, no. And no. it's usually through bite wounds and fights. That's how they transfer it. Um, 
And the the thing with, with blood, of course, people now panic about it. And it's just like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. It's, hmm. But a little bit of blood, you can make a real big mess out of it. So just don't panic. Just find out where the bleeding is. If you do see something or someone that's bleeding, what do you do? Put pressure on it. Just put hold it. Just hmm. hold it. If it's a cut pad, uh, put a towel on it and hold it you know, just till you get to a vet, if you can, or tie something on it till you get to a vet. Or if you're only going to hold for a little bit of time, remember, hold for five minutes, no peaking. That's really important. Don't go, is it still bleeding? Is it still bleeding every minute or so? You've got to hold on for five to ten minutes at least. Uh, preferably if there's bleeding occurring, of course. If it's a human, you hold it until the ambulance comes. If it's a dog, hold it until you get to the vet. And uh, it, it'll be taken care of quite easily that way. Okay, so the, the the lesson here is stay calm. Stay calm. Stay, Meditate. And, and in training, that's the other thing I see. I see this in dog training as well. I go, I go out to dog training establishments with my dog uh, where people are you know, teaching their dogs. When I say establishments, it's um, different groups, different uh, like cl- clubs. Clubs, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you can tell the people that are all uptight about their dog, will he sit, will he drop, will he do it? The dog never does. The people that eh, sit... And dog does, and they drop, and yes, yeah. the dog does, and it's a lot calmer. Calm energy for your dog is so important. So anxious so owner, important. anxious dog. Every time, and you know, we're seeing all these dogs that are now on Prozac and no. other. Oh, we do. We see it all the time. People come to me with dogs that, and it's not necessarily working. That's what they, they usually come to me because someone's put them on Prozac. It's not working. What do we do? And I'll pull back from Prozac slowly and try them on something simpler like valerian, which is just a, a, a root, mm. a, a herbal root, which calms them down. And I'm, but I'm trying to... I, I would like them to continue the Prozac on them, on the owner, not, <laughs> not the dog. Uh, keep them calm and watch the difference in the dog. Is it the same kind of Prozac? Oh, as it's in, a human Prozac. Is it human Prozac, just, just a small dose? Uh, no, 20 milligrams, usually a big dose, um, even on a small dog. Really? Yeah. So it's pretty much interchangeable. Yep, very much so. But honestly, much better off just teaching the dog to be calm. And uh, look, a situation happened to me the other day where a bus pulled up right beside where we were walking Mm. and we were walking up to it. And it took a little while, and the person came out quickly with a, you know, he had a hood on and everything. And Oggy went backwards. He's only nine months old. Wasn't expecting somebody to just pop out. I said, and so I just calmly sat, sit, doggy, calm down. He really, I could see a bit of panic in his eyes and he sat quietly because nothing usually rattles this dog. So it worried me. Mm. What good fortune I had for much further up the road, I'd go for a fair walk, a bus was pulling up. I thought, beauty. So we just sat there. Someone came out wearing a hood. I thought, beauty. <laughs> and not, he didn't worry about it this time. Yeah, because right. we were calm last time. Dad was calm. He's calm now. I'm sitting, watching, focused on this, and nothing is happening. And now he doesn't worry about people coming out of the buses anymore. He just sees buses that swallow people, but eventually spits them out. <laughs> Smart dog. <laughs> uh, so we will leave you uh, with this episode with a, a goodbye, and we'll leave you with some calming meditative, if that's the word, some calming music for everybody to just... Train your dog, dog and get your dog to listen to this music. I'm going to play it now, and they can listen to this music. And we will see you uh, for the next episode of the Doggy Pod. Bye, folks.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.